Hey, Sayers. So, I know I totally go MIA on you guys, and I promise it's not deliberate. This go round, I kind of went MIA because of the current topics that is going on right now in the world. Um, and although I wanted to talk about other things, and although I've gotten emails about current topics as well as different things, I just could not seem to record an episode talking about anything other than the discuss right now. This episode is not going to be primarily talking about, oh, R. Kelly is a horrible pedophile. Like, we knew this a long time ago. Um, as a culture, um, we tend to deal with things short term. Something happens within the Black community, we tend to only deal with it for a little while and then we're over it. Everybody was so, so upset about H&M and calling the baby a monkey. And then how long did it take people to go back and start buying it again? Okay, yeah, right. Um, same thing. Everybody was so angry with Dove Soap. I'm going to burn it. They you, posting videos, you throwing it away, you burning it. Oh, wow, you waste your money. But then how long did it take for you to turn back around and buy it again? Again, within our community, we don't seem to stick with anger. and We don't seem to stick with being upset about something. So when everybody first knew about R. Kelly, whether it was first just only brought to light in his own community, but then brought out to everybody in the world when the whole Aaliyah thing happened, people still chose to forget about it and go back to the regular schedule program. We don't tend to stick to the grain, where in other races, when they anger, they angry. It gets shut down. You don't hear no, nothing else about it. You just say, oh, remember that time when, <laughs> because they shut it down, they killed it. But we can't seem to stick to what's not right. We go back. And I only want to get that one piece out because where I really want to talk about and what's also upsetting is the victim bashing. It literally made my stomach turn. And I really, really wanted to avoid this whole topic of sexual predators, pedophiles, and the type of abuse that people go through and being quiet about it. I truly, truly did. But then reality set in that it's real. It's always been real. It's been real for generations, generation on top of generations. How many of our mothers and our grandmothers try to cover up the fact or don't talk about the fact that their brother touched them or their uncle touched them and we cover it up within our families. It's just the thing that we don't talk about. We just kind of maybe the next generation, we don't leave the kids around uncle so-and-so or cousin so-and-so because of what they did before. 
But in all reality, how long do we really stick to the idea of putting them out there? Why? Because we don't want to upset grandma or we don't want to upset auntie or don't want to upset somebody else. If the person is wrong and the person is bad, why don't we speak up? But primarily, why do we leave children to feel unworthy and not believe them or listen to them when they do speak out? It makes it so much harder for children to not say something. So as a child, to not be believed by your own mother, the person that you think that is supposed to protect you and love you, for them not to believe you, it's so hard, well, just as hard for an adult to come out and say, hey, this is what happened to me. Because the main thing that people who have never been in this situation can say, or what they typically say is, I wouldn't have let that happen to me, or it couldn't have happened to me. You you mentally weren't in that person's shoes, so you can't say what you would or would not have done. That part is upsetting and sickening to me because there's so many people who don't speak up because they feel like no one will protect them, no one will believe them, and no one will ever come to save them. So, if you are a victim basher or you are someone who have pedophile tendencies or just someone who sexually assaults people, this probably is not the episode for you today. I pray that you get the help that you need, but this is not going to be the episode that you're going to like today because all I'm going to do is say facts. I literally did my research as always, but facts after facts after facts of statistics as well as real people who have been through the turmoil of being quiet or speaking up and not being believed. So here it is. Mommy, mommy, please don't leave because Chester got something up his sleep. And if you leave, then I can't sleep. Screen. Sorry, mommy. 
A mother wants to know one thing. Why? Here's the words of a girl too scared to lie. She said it happened to me first when I was nine. He burst in my room and told me I was so fine. He tapped me on his feet and said that he loved me. And in his dirty, strange way, he touched me. That night you were playing at Macy's. Mommy, I prayed that you would come home and save me. Cause he did these things, these nasty things to me, mom. These things, these nasty things. And I told I would die from the pain. It was crazy, the young girl last friend. When he was doing me, he looked down and said, You tell anyone, your mom is used to death. She fit for that life, so she stayed quiet. Five years of being raped and being solid. 1,825 days she suffered from a man who said, I do this because I love you. Now she's 14, can't take no more. And she knew he kept on wanting him just as well. So she got it, she saw it, she got it. She said, I hate you, Uncle Jeff. That's why I got it. So, I know a lot of you guys probably remember this song. It's from 95. Artist was Dana Dane, and it was Chester Chester. I remember the first time I heard this song, it literally gave me chills to hear something so accurate, but to actually have someone to acknowledge that it's a real thing. And this is not for me to say, oh, moms suck. We do a bad job or our parents did a bad job because they did the best that they could in the predicaments that they were put in, whether they were single moms, had to work double shifts and had to get somebody else to watch the kids, whether they were on good terms with family members and the family members are the ones who did wrong by them or in some cases just wanting love. So they just go with any man that'll show them love and not realizing they're leaving the wrong man around their children. Um, I say this to also bring light to Centonia Brown. Um, obviously, her story is something that's very popular right now as well, as finally she gets clemency from a judge that says, you know, maybe 51 years is a lot of time for you to kill the, for you killing the person who was using you as a sex slave. Like as a 14 year old child, the fact that you are already being pimped out for sex, you take it upon this, upon yourself to save your own life and you kill the person who's, who's continuously raping you or who your pimp has given you to, to do whatever you're still going to run from the person that's harming you to still go back to your pimp because you're scared of your pimp. But the, the idea that you're 14, you can't even enjoy being a child because you're in a situation where your body is no longer yours. And in the moment of self-defense, you're being charged as an adult to go to, to go to jail and do 51 to 60 years in prison. That is absurd to me. That is crazy. But yet there are real victim bashers who are saying, well, where was her mother? Let's be realistic here, guys. When you were teenagers and not even fully teenagers, a lot of times when you have parents that are working their butts off to, have, to barely make ends meet, 
you get away with a lot of stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. You have those kids who were latchkey kids. They had the key wrapped around their neck and they knew that once they came home from school, they went in the house, locked the door, called their mother, let them let her know that you were home. You cooked maybe for your smaller siblings and you were in the house. But let's be realistic. Some of those same kids, after the siblings went to sleep, still snuck out. You already did your check-in with mom because she already called and you're sneaking out. Or you're the child that don't even have that type of sternness that, oh, I'm over at so-and-so's house. It may or may not get verified, but you're you you being trying to be grown, trying to fit in with your friends and make friends that you're lying to your own parents just to sneak off and have fun, whether it's hanging out with boys or just being hot in your tail as it's seen because you're a child. And then you get yourself in a predicament where now something has happened to you. They're either going to say, oh, it's because you were being hot in your tail or where was the parents at? The parents trying to do the best that they can, making ends meet. And yet the child is off doing something sneaky. Being a child, children are always going to get into stuff and they're always going to try your hand. But the blame is not left on either the child or the parent. The blame will always be on the older person who actually performed the act on the child, who prayed on the child, who still said, this is who I want to go after. You have pedophiles out here that are actually putting children with children to just even watch them perform acts with other children. That's still a form of sexual deviance and is still taking advantage of children. Whether you touch the child or you watch the child is still a horrible cycle. The thing that I hate to hear or rather the lack of hearing is the realization that uncles and cousins, sisters, aunts, They've been doing it in families and it's been covered up. It's, it's continuously being covered up, but nobody wants to talk about it. Let's talk about the stranger down the street, but we're going to keep our own business in our house and keep it to ourselves. I think I talked about that a few episodes back, the things that we expect our children to keep a secret of and not realizing what it's doing to them mentally and emotionally and what it's doing to their bodies. Children that's not even ready to act on sex are now acting on sex sooner because of what was done to them. I didn't like it at first and I didn't like the way that this person did it to me, but maybe I can, I can grow to like it if I do it with someone else. Now they're earlier and earlier thinking about sex and we're trying to figure out why it is that this child is so intrigued with sex or wanting sex a certain type of way, not wanting to pay attention or shine light on to the fact that the child was touched in the first place. Or the thing that hurts me dearly is the, the children who are afraid to tell their parents what is going on because they know that their parents are going to say, no, that didn't happen. And sadly, is more so with mothers. Why do we go through so much to give birth to children and to give life to someone. And this is supposed to be someone that we're nurturing beyond the fact of it is of how we felt of our feelings when we were pregnant with the children. And when our parents were pregnant with us, we embody those emotions. 
is statistically shown that your emotions and your feelings and how you're treated while you're pregnant, those feelings and emotions transfer into your child. The child is the closest thing to you and embodies everything. Your emotions, your nourishment, what you're feeding into your body, the child gets. So you think but for a small chance that there's not the possibility of the child adapting those emotions from you too? You think that that child won't grow up and, and not feel love because of the way that you didn't feel love when you were pregnant or your mom felt when she was pregnant with you. And now you're trying to figure out your self-esteem and trying to understand why you feel less of a person yourself because you 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 started out wrong. Your mother had things going on within her own psychological of how she was treated maybe by her mother while she was pregnant. Now, the same turmoil that your mom may have went through, now she's going through with you. And then the cycle just keeps going and keeps going. If we are unable to love ourselves, we're totally unable to really love someone else. And if the key person that we're supposed to be loving on is the child that we were blessed enough to carry and give birth to and not hinder that child and start them off on a bad start with giving them those negative feelings. How? But we can't, we can't say, oh, I'm going to be born into royalty because that's not always the case. Don't get me wrong. There was a point to where as though we could get away with saying, I'm just living the hand that I was dealt with. No, no, that's not the case. Because at any moment, you can always break the cycle and change to do something different. Statistics shows that 72% of people who have been touched as a child end up touching someone else. Whether it's full-blown into full child molestation, other children molestation, being dominantly aggressive in their sex lives as adults, or a one-time try of touching. That is a high percentage when it is that already the, the average rate of children who are touched is one in six. Six kids in a circle and at least one of them is being touched. The, the numbers were actually a lot higher in the older days, but even still now to know that one, even two children at minimum, that's not to say only one of the six, my God, depending on the area or, or depending on the family that they're in, all six of them could have been touched. And we're sitting here wondering why children having these attitude problems and being so aggressive, so young. And we're thinking like, oh, it's the way that they're raised. No, it's the emotions that they've already instilled inside of them. And then to come out into the world to then feel less than. No one wants to believe you. So at five years old and trying to explain to your mother that, oh, Uncle Charlie touched me. No, he didn't. How? How he do it? What'd he do? Oh, go sit down somewhere. 
oh, if I could pull my hair out for every time that a child is told, go sit down somewhere. No, listen to children. Children are going to be the most blunt and direct and honest with you as possible, especially once they get past the fear. If they're not fearful at all, they're going to directly say it. Your breath stink. Why you say that? I'm not four. I'm six. They're going to be brutally honest. You fat. Your stomach hanging out. They're brutally honest. Not to say that they they say it to hurt your feelings. It's it's truly honesty. It's when we get to a point of probably elementary school is when we learn how to lie from seeing other people doing it and get away with it and see why they're lying. As you get older, you just learn how to manipulate your lies better. But children naturally are honest. So to say that a child is just going to make up such a graphic story after they've had to get over the fear to even tell you in the first place because they already knew you weren't going to believe them. Why are we not cradling these babies in to say, I believe you. Let's stop this. It's not going to happen again. I truly mean it. So many of us were in predicaments where our mothers picked a man over us. And this is whether it's male or female. Boys felt like their mother left them hanging and let the new boyfriend come in. And whether it was the new boyfriend wanted to hurry up and run them out the house, try to be over demanding over top of them and tell them what to do. And the first thing with the boy going to say, you're not my father. And the guy is saying, well, your father ain't here. And girls is is like it's so trusted that oh yeah it's okay because this my man he want me he here for me no maybe it was that you were just a convenience because you have a daughter so that when you do close your eyes at night or when you do go to work and work a long shift and I just so happen to get off early the day that you got to work late and I'm left home with your daughter why is it okay? to have people around our children and then not believe them when they tell us what's going on. So now we have grown adults that have the lowest amount of self-esteem because, shoot, I can't even have a conversation with my mother or the adults around me to tell them what's really going on with me. So when I get up old as an adult, I see how they bash other people. So I'm not going to tell the truth about what happened to me. They're not going to believe me. They're going to think I'm lying. They're going to think that it was my fault and I was the reason that this even happened to me. So what's the point of even talking about it? And yet we want to avoid the idea that we, that majority of us suffer from mental health issues. Holding in that kind of trauma, which is one, a known fact to be, uh, for some people, depending on something that could happen around them as an adult, thinking of those things is a sign of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. A lot of rape victims suffer from PTSD. It doesn't matter if you were raped at seven and now you're 26 and something triggers you and your mate is trying to figure out why in the world did you just shut down, clamor up, and you're crying and bawling in a corner because something triggered you back from something that happened then that you never dealt with because why are you going to see a counselor? Why do you need to see a psychiatrist? 
is looked down upon as something bad when really you needed it to heal, to get better, to deal with those demons in your closet. And then you bring it into your relationship as you get older or trying to create something with someone when you have things that you haven't even dealt with as a child. In the brain, we have the ability to, or rather our brain as a protector helps us to hide memories and forget them. There are different stages of the memory and how the brain works, but some things we can push back and forget about them as if they didn't happen. And it takes for something to trigger that thought or that action and bring the whole thing back to life. You could have been on your high horse doing great things, successful and living life great in a happy marriage, got great children, doing things well for yourself and a career. And all it takes is for something to bring back up that bad memory or to trigger you back to that thought. Now you're trying to figure out how in the hell do you get this thought and these visions out of your head? And now you're having nightmares all over again because this is now back to the forefront when you was doing so good with forgetting it. You filed that joint back somewhere in a box with no name on it and purposely didn't open it up, but it took for something to trigger to bring that back up. A lot of times when people are in relationship and they're trying to, oh, I can handle this in a relationship and I can handle that, they really can't because they haven't even dealt with their past. They don't even know how to deal with their past because the people around them down getting help so much that they don't even know what makes them happy. Why is it that it's looked down upon because a person wants to get help because they mentally want to do better. And the icing on the cake is that a person who is healing, you feel like, Oh, nothing ever happened to you. You are a, that's okay. Like, Seriously, just because I'm not sitting in a corner crying and moping and depressed and thinking about killing myself anymore, that doesn't mean that, oh, it didn't happen or, oh, I'm over it. It just shows that I'm strong enough to say, I don't want to continue to be a victim or be called a victim. If you want to, if you have to put a label on me, call me a survivor. Do that. But don't continuously call me a victim when I'm trying to get better. That's just like a person who has things in their past and they're trying to grow from it. But yet you want to tear the person down by keep bringing up the negative. Like, can you congratulate me on something positive that I'm doing? I'm trying to grow and and get my mental health in a better place that I'm doing better. But the only thing that you can focus on is the negativity from my past. Half the time, people are not even the same person that they were last week that they are this week because they're so determined and focused on their growth and moving forward and getting past what hurt them and trying to heal that that's all they see is going forward. They don't see the person that was hurting so much last week. Not to say that, you know, later on in this week, they don't feel that pain again or they're not hurting, but it's the fact that they choose not to dwell on it. 
So for a person to literally pull up an old video of R. Kelly's wife um, dancing, they're like, oh, but she's such a victim. But yeah, she's out here twerking and having her a happy-go-lucky good time. That's the type of person that doesn't look into things before they start talking because before he, well, when he met her, how he met her is that this woman was a choreographer. She was a professional dancer. She made sure she kept her body up because she continued to dance. That gave her her purpose. That gave her life. That was her happy place. Just because it is that this person tore her down and tried to take her out of that element doesn't mean that she can't still enjoy that. Doesn't mean that she can't get back to who she was or even a stronger person than what she was before to say, this was something that I enjoyed that made me happy that I can still do. It just so happened she did the latest thing so freaking what? But again, if she's in the corner crying and depressed and talking about killing herself again, then it's, oh, she needs to not talk like that. Well, which one should she do? Satisfy you by looking like a mummy? I don't get it. What does the perfect victim to people look like? Why do people have to continuously look like a victim? Why can't they get stronger? But the key thing is, why can't you support them for having the courage to speak up about it? This whole topic and dealing with parents not believing their children and as well as children sneaking off, doing their own thing, children being molested and being touched and with someone that the parents thought that they can trust. Anytime it come down to a sibling touching a sibling, where's that left? You think you did a great thing by not sending your child with, oh, the uncle or, you know, the kind of iffy aunt. And it's one of your children because that child probably was touched before too. And you brushed that off or under the rug. We have to pull our babies in, let them know that they're loved. Although your life may be busy and hectic and you're trying to make a way for them, why can't we have a stronger network of strong-minded people together that you help me, but then it comes down to, can I trust you? Economically, things can be so tight and so hard for people that they fail to get the type of support that they need or can afford the type of support that they need that they just have to do the next best thing. And as we can see, the next best thing is not always the greatest decision. Guys, support people. You'll never understand what they went through because you weren't in their predicament. You weren't in their shoes. You weren't mentally torn down the way that they were torn down. So you can't say, oh, you should have. Oh, I wouldn't have. It couldn't have been me. Because maybe it it wasn't you. Maybe it, it, it wasn't you. But who's to say that it can't be your child? Who's to say that your son is not hiding that someone was touching him? 
Who's to say that your daughter's not telling you about your boyfriend or her uncle or a cousin? People are so worried about looking at the sex registry for people in their area when a lot of times it could be right under the under your roof because you opened up the door. Just because you're in the house doesn't make you safe. Believe people, support people, let people know that they're loved. Don't feel pity for them because nobody wants to feel pity. But don't make people feel like they shouldn't speak up or don't say nothing at all. This is the same way that the LGBTQ community feels. Oh, I can't come out because people are going to judge me and they're going to ridicule ridicule me and tell me that something must have happened to me in order for me to be this way. No. Love on people, hear what they're saying and feel what they're saying. Don't just listen to have a quick rebuttal back to shut them up. Really empathize with people and know how they feel and what they're saying. Trust that what they're saying is true and be there for them to get better, get stronger and stop it. Don't keep going on along with it. Oh, I just took my child out the element. So you got your child out, but you're not going to say nothing about the next child that could be in the predicament. To watch R. Kelly's manager on this surviving R. Kelly documentary say, yeah, uh, they didn't get, they didn't have, Aaliyah didn't have a dress on. Uh, Robert didn't have on a tux, you know, but they said I do. (laughs) What the fuck is funny? Why, why is that funny? Why is it funny that you forging documents for this child to marry an adult because it was that she was pregnant and nobody ever talks about the pregnancy afterwards. You talk about the fact that they got married, but nobody talks about the pregnancy afterwards. Her mom was okay with her being in the spotlight, but did she really understand what type of spotlight she was in? Or rather, what was hidden in the shadows from the spotlight. They say nothing comes for free. Whether you sell your soul, you sell your body, or you sell your mind, nothing is for free. What you choose to give your time to, hopefully it's your children. But let's not hold on to bitterness from things from the past. Let's work on being stronger for the future, trying to be better as individuals and then hopefully better parents going forward. Don't let history keep repeating itself. You had the ability to break generational curses as well as the continued cycle of things going on within your family. I know I said a lot, I know I deeply went in, but it was totally on my heart as a survivor. Cause I don't choose to select the option of being called a victim. To say that you shouldn't just judge a book by its cover and assume people put themselves in a predicament when you don't know the whole story or you're not in their shoes. That's just my two cents. So 
I got some emails about this topic and um, I had one person to email me and bring back to light the movie Precious with, um, goodness, and I feel so bad. I just forgot the young lady um, last name. I have a whole brain fart, but um, Gabrielle something and Monique. Monique tormented her daughter, tormented her because she thinking that she flaunting herself around for her man and she's not. This girl is 16 and pregnant with her second child by her mother's boyfriend. And all her mother could do is just beat on her because she thinking that the daughter is, is flaunting for the man, inviting the man. She didn't ask for that. She didn't want that. She didn't, she, she wanted to be a child. It's not okay to let it happen, but it wasn't just a movie. It's real life. It really does happen. I should hope not as much no more in this 21st century, but sure sight in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and early 90s, let's not play. It really was real and it really was happening. Women not feeling loved enough to let any man come and lay with them just for a little bit of attention, even if the man was treating them like crap, all just to have a man. So now here we are, the 21st century, fussing at or looking at grown women saying, how could you be with him and he beating on you or he cheating on you and he ain't there for you. He got all these side chicks, this, that, and the third. Hey. Let's not throw stones because your mother, your aunt, and your grandmother was in the same predicament. Back in those days, a lot of us were not planned babies. So let's stop putting people in a box to say you deserve what you got because no one deserves to be mistreated. I went over my time. I'm totally going to stop here because I can totally go for hours on this topic and it's it's so worth the knowledge and the correction but it's also saddening in the same way that it has to be said as if people don't know. People ignore things until it happens to them or it's right under their nose. Otherwise, it doesn't exist. It's not happening. It's not real. Everybody else is lying, and that's not the case. Y'all know how to hit me up via email, mytalkingheart2017 at gmail.com, on Instagram at my underscore talkingheart, or via phone or text at 306 346 one zero one zero hit me up guys i promise i'm gonna do better <laughs> i'm gonna be back with a sooner episode but this year i just had to get it out always guys talk from your heart but you know me whatever you do just say it and believe people when they do say it until next time I'm not going to